to this week's episode of Setting the Standard. My name is Alyssa, and I'm here with my colleague, Raymond. How are you doing, Raymond? I'm doing just fine, Alyssa. But I got to ask you, why are we recording on a Tuesday this week instead of a Monday, like usual? (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes Mondays are crazy, and I think everyone can relate to that. Um, And I had some internet issues yesterday, so working from home with internet issues... I know you've been in the same situation. It doesn't go smoothly. I don't know if you're suspicious, but we are on episode number 13. So this might be, you know, did you break a mirror, walk under a ladder? Did a black cat cross your path and episode 13 just wasn't meant to be on schedule? It could be unlucky 13. I think also because this month has two full moons and we're in between those two full moons. It's the month of Halloween. All, all sorts of reasons to, to suspect some spookiness in there. But you're right. Well, Without internet, it is kind of hard to record our podcast. And either way, I'm just happy that we could do this today and have a conversation about not only setting the standard podcast, but also that our Standards and Instructional Support Office at CDE is doing a webinar series to support teachers and provide professional development opportunities virtually. So on Fridays, on the first and third Friday of each month, we are hosting a webinar series um, with our team on various topics. And I did want to give a quick recap of our Best First Instruction series. So we had our first webinar in that series on Friday. And that webinar, I know we've we've talked about before that one of the challenges is trying to narrow down topics when you're talking about instruction, because we could have a thousand and one part series about teaching and instruction, but you had to pick something for last Friday. So what did last Friday's webinar focus on? Last Friday was the first in the series, like I said, and we were talking about building relationships with students. It was really hard to narrow that topic down. And so we wanted to offer the opportunity for the educators who are participating to kind of pick and choose some topics that they related to the most. So we had some breakout sessions, um, some just regular content at the beginning that I think is pretty basic information, but a really nice reminder around the neuroscience behind learning and meeting needs of students first. Um, Of course, social emotional needs and thinking about the Maslow hierarchy of needs. And once we get our students to that point where their needs are met, then how can we be a warm demander and encourage them and push them to continue learning, even if the setting isn't what they're used to? And this turned out to be an interesting time of year to have a webinar about building relationships because we're at the point where teachers have met their students. They've worked with them for a month now, a month and a half maybe, and they're starting to really become acutely aware of where the challenges lie into further building relationships with these students. Yeah, I think so. And some of the feedback that we were hearing in the conversations that teachers were having amongst um, in, amongst each other in their small group discussions was really that at the beginning of the school year, everyone was so focused on the logistics. How are we going to do this? How am I going to implement a lesson virtually or hybrid? Um, We had a music teacher on the call and she described to us that she had a cart with instruments, sticks and drums and things that students could use to make music and express themselves. But 
vastly different than what her normal classroom would look like uh, in any other school year. And so now that teachers are feeling a little more comfortable with the routine and the logistics, they're recognizing that their students have just a varying spectrum of needs and are going through the pandemic and these adjustments and reacting to these adjustments very differently just from student to student. So building those individual relationships this year, not only with the students, but also connecting with their parents too, is vital. And it's more important than ever. I think we have an audio clip of that music teacher describing the circumstances that she was in. So let's take a moment and listen to that. I had two little boys come up one day, different classes. My dad's in prison. We had six kids move in this week. We had two move out yesterday. And we start our eighth week healthy in class. I teach 14 classes a day because I do music K through six and I'm on a cart. And thank God, I'm, I'm not complaining. But our lives from going from sympathy to empathy is really hard because we are in a rough place down here. You know, and COVID hasn't made it better, of course. You know, music is passion and trying to express it and then trying to help them go from Maslow's from being my dad's in prison. I'm living with my grandma and she really doesn't want me to try to get them passionate about music. I mean, there's a big hub there. There's a big gap. And so I, and I don't know anybody that's not in some type of challenge like that. You know, I, I just teach music. I mean, all my teachers out here, there's 52 on staff here right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, mask, just like you probably are too. And, the challenge is deep and wide, but I want to be able to be that warm demander because half the time I just want to scream, would you all just shut up? Because mm -hmm. I've got recorders got bells, and I've got sticks and I've got cups because we can't sing, you know? So anyway, but um, thank God this is my problem. I think the biggest thing that struck me listening to that clip is, you know, this is a teacher who's teaching in person 14 classes a day. She'd love it if she could have students sing, but singing's not a recommended activity when you're in a group indoors with a bunch of with a bunch of students or a bunch of people. And so that's just sort of the beginning of the challenges that this teacher is facing. Yeah, the resiliency of teachers, especially this example. She really has just been innovative in the way that she can still teach and stay focused on her content, but also connect with students and, and think about their social emotional needs. That music is not just learning about notes on a page, it really is learning how to express yourself through music. And just grabbing onto that and using it to, um, to its maximum advantage for students, I think is really wonderful that she's running with it in that way. Yeah. And we were fortunate that Carla Aguilar was one of the co-hosts of the webinar. She is our music content specialist. And, and Carla gave her support and said, you know, you are doing the kinds of things that we would recommend that teachers do. I think we all understand that it's one thing to get recommendations about what's best practice. And it's another thing to actually make the practice easier. Like when you've got that many different students and that many different classes, like it's just going to be challenging. Some of that we can't take away. But it did sound like that teacher was on her way to building some strong relationships with her students as the year progresses. Absolutely. And there was another teacher that was sharing, too, 
just some ways that she was putting in some extra effort to connect with the students' parents. Let's take a listen to that clip. I have the distinct, I guess, advantage of being an academic coach instead of the teacher, but we've been so short on people because of uh, teachers who chose to be virtual or in a couple weeks ago, we had half of a seventh grade had to go quarantine and be virtual because of some issues. Um, and to be honest, you know, the, the uh, recommendation to have those Google meets with each kid individually is huge. Um, the virtual teachers that day that they had to switch over immediately asked us, the coaches, to help them with reaching out to the kids who hadn't shown up. Um, and so I spent that evening, um, and a lot of them were Spanish speaking, so I couldn't get hold of them on the phone because my Spanish is really scary. So, <laughs> um, but I did type up kind of what I was saying, and then I ran it through Google Translate, and I went ahead and emailed everybody. And so we ended up at the point where they almost had every single kid because we reached out to every single parent. So just that you know, touch base with that kid or that parent, um, somehow, some way seems to make the biggest difference with that online piece. So, I mean, it does with in-person as well, but for the online, it's, they just wanna hear from us. So I love those suggestions. So the thing that stands out to me in that clip was, here's a teacher whose first language is English, but she's trying to reach out to families whose first language is probably Spanish. And very interesting how she knows that she doesn't speak Spanish well enough to, uh, to, to carry on a comfortable conversation with some families over the phone. So she was taking the extra effort of trying to email families individually uh, for those cases where she was still trying to reel students in. But it sounded like she was being successful. She said she was able to contact most of the students and most of the families and the students are are showing up with, uh, for school. And, you know, when it comes to relationship building, step number one is getting the kids to show up. And I, I know that's a challenge in some schools right now, but, you know, she was making that extra effort to get that first step out of the way, introducing herself to families, talking to them about the importance of being in school and, and getting the student to, to be in a classroom. And I think so many teachers are taking that approach and really just trying to find those individual connections because if the students aren't logging in and you're in a fully virtual classroom, there really isn't anything within your control as an educator to reel that student in. It's not like they're in the classroom and just, you know, looking at the ceiling or whatever. They're just not there virtually what can you do? You have a classroom of other students virtually. You can't email or call the parent at that time to get the student on. So, right. um, and, and there were teachers there representing the different kinds of, you know, when we talk about diverse learning environments, we had some teaching in person, some teaching more online, some teaching a mix of the two, but all of them depend on having a strong enough relationship with students that the students are going to be there. And it definitely sounds like most of the educators that we've connected with in the field really are leading with heart. And they know that this has been challenging for them to make lots of adjustments, really rethink what the school year looks like. And they understand that students are going through those same challenges and anxiety around school this year. And parents probably are feeling the same way too. I just think it's so empathetic and it, you know, everyone is going through this in their own way, but we're going through it all at the same time. 
And, and despite what successes or non-successes people have had up until this point, it's going to take continued effort going forward, which is also why we're continuing the webinar series going forward. So what can you say about the, you mentioned this was the first part in the Best First Instruction webinar series. What can you say about the webinars that we have planned coming up over the next few months? Right. So we're trying to be consistent with offering online support to educators. So with our Setting the Standard podcast, this is something that we're doing weekly. We're hoping to just get kind of snippets and ideas flowing around education. We love to hear from the field and feedback around the podcast, but also with the webinars, the opportunity to participate in professional development on demand is really important that we know teacher schedules um, it's really limited uh, the time that they have to to learn themselves and to really have that self-care and professional development for themselves. And so we want to be consistent with that as well. So we're offering our webinar series. Um, they're about 45 minutes for each session, and they're always going to be on the first and third Friday of the month. And so this first part of our Best First Instruction series was on building relationships with students. The second part of the series is going to be the first Friday in November, and that's going to be on meeting the needs of all learners. And then the third part of the series will be the first Friday in December, and that will be about disciplinary literacy. So in this series, we're really hoping to invite educators to learn a little bit, um, learn some best practices, but also take the opportunity to share with each other during our breakout sessions and in the group discussions, um, just what they've been doing, what's been working for their students, but also to know that there are other educators out there that are having the same challenges as them and they can connect with each other. A big takeaway from our first part of the series was that the participating teachers were just really anxious about how this year is different and it's been stressful, but you could see as the conversations were flowing and as they were sharing with each other that they recognized like, wow, we're really kind of all going through the same thing and taking similar approaches and we're able to share with each other. And we do want to offer that opportunity for educators to speak to each other and share what's been going on in their school, in their district, and what's been working best. And so on October 16th, we're also going to have um, a webinar session that's really offering the opportunity for teachers to connect with each other and really thinking about their own social emotional health um, because we can't care for others unless we're caring for ourselves. And I know you and I have talked about that before, Raymond. We do hope that these webinars help teachers connect with each other, but also um, we are going to have them on demand. So if folks can't come and listen in live and participate, they will be able to go back and watch the series when they have the time. But ideally, they'll be able to show up in person because I think there's a very nice parallel here with the most recent webinar and our our request that teachers join us for for the webinars. You know, teachers want students there. They want them involved. They want them engaged because they want to build relationships with their students and they want students to build relationships with each other. Classrooms work best that way. And I think we see the same thing with the webinars that we're trying to put on. We want teachers there because we want to develop relationships with teachers and we like to see when teachers develop relationships with each other and it really does provide for nice conversations when you have a, a broad spectrum of teachers from around the state in different circumstances, sharing ideas. 
being sympathetic with each other uh, about some of the struggles that they're facing, but, but working through those things at the same time. Well, I'm looking forward to continuing our podcast series for educators to listen in, just to hear what our conversations are and what we're thinking about this year. And I do look forward to seeing more educators on our webinar series and giving them the opportunity to connect with each other because it's just so important. But also, like you said, Raymond, so we can build relationships with the teachers in Colorado and really understand what they're going through and meet them where they're at. That sounds excellent. And thanks for listening to this episode of Setting the Standard. You can meet us next week, hopefully on Monday. It won't be the 13th episode. It won't be the 13th episode. It'll be the 14th episode. So hopefully we'll have better luck for that one. Right, right. Raymond? Nothing, nothing unlucky ever happened to anyone on the 14th of anything, right? I think you're right. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Setting the Standard podcast. We hope you can join us next week. And we hope you can also join us for our Setting the Standard webinar series. See you next time.